The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And welcome back to Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. Our next guest uh, is with a company that we actually have featured over on our Plant Profit series. And just to give you, it's a, it's a sustainable packaging company providing packaging solutions for the legal cannabis sector, addressing how brands and emerging markets can profit from being early adopters of sustainable cannabis packaging principles when regulators integrate sustainable packaging standards into licenses for businesses that are going to open up. And so with me right now is the Vice President of Sales, Service, and Operations for N2 Packaging Systems, Nicholas Weeks. Nicholas, thanks for being on. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jorge. My pleasure. So, you know, we've been, you, we were talking just before we got on here, uh, you know, that, yes, grassroots marketing and on the Blood Business Program, we've actually talked quite a bit about sustainability and when it comes to packaging. And the fact of the matter is, because it still comes down to the idea of compliance, I mean, there's just so many different things that are going to come into play. Actually, there was a guest we had on uh, that I had on last week where they're partnering with another agency to try to apply good manufacturing practices or GMP and the whole gamut of things. Just take me to the basic point of what packaging and, you know, the sustainability, the importance of those two standards when it comes to compliance in the industry, because that's a major subject we talk about regularly. Right. Well, I think the biggest thing about it is trying your best to stay ahead of where the market is going to be. I mean, obviously, we we have states that are starting to implement sustainable packaging measures within their initial rollout of compliance, uh, which is good to see for sure. Um, but I think as the industry grows and matures and we see national legislation surrounding cannabis that there will indeed be some amount of sustainable packaging requirements and to be ahead of the eight ball so to speak uh, would be really wise for most producers and save a lot of money on the back end by being prepared uh, on the front end of it and so one of the things we always talk about is the fact that there are many companies we've talked about when you look at the cannabis industry you know that adds what in 2021, and then uh, that on the numbers for 2022, but the fact that it adds oh, almost over a hundred billion dollars to the industry on a regular basis, that there's always the idea that we need to find ways to reduce plastic packaging uh, and finding the ways to continue to be compliant. And I mean, there's one thing to be said about the packaging and just how it would look and, you know, the branding and the marketing of those products, but it's also another part about, you know, being environmentally conscious and, not just that, because the fact is, we always talk about the fact that we just can't be compliant just from the standard that's being provided by, you know, the Cannabis Control Board of the particular state. Can't just be compliant by, you know, just some certificate of analysis or some seal of approval. We should always be above and beyond. So with N2 packaging, talk to me about the importance of putting that across and the level and steps you do to create that sustainability, create that environmental consciousness, and avoid hurting the environment while at the same time 
staying well above and beyond the standards that are in place. Absolutely. Yeah. So plastic is absolutely a problem in all consumer packaged goods. And I think that a cannabis industry as a whole uh, has both a, a obligation as well as a really uh, strong opportunity to add, go ahead and set the tone for other consumer packaged good industries to prove out the model that you can be safe, you can be compliant, you can be sustainable, and you can be profitable. And and that's what we are trying to do here at N2 um, is to create a packaging that is both compliant and safe, uh, safety both from a perspective of child resistance um, as well as safety from a product safety itself. I think there's a lot of potential harm that can come from a high acidity product like cannabis being contained within a standard plastic packaging that in the long run with further research uh, could prove to to make a really what I feel is at least a healthy product more unhealthy and potentially dangerous. So what we've done is we've developed a very unique uh, style of packaging uh, that relies on uh, currently 80% um, reused, recycled, um, and recyclable materials. We have uh, uh, reclaimed recycled steel that make up the majority of our packaging. Um, and then we do currently use a standard PTE CR child resistant lid, but we are moving towards a fully biodegradable CR lid that we're hoping to launch middle of Q2 so that we'll have a fully sustainable top to bottom packaging unit for cannabis into the market for any type of compliance uh, that exists within the cannabis industry. So in the Denver local paper of uh, the Westward, they actually did a little Q&A with somebody that wrote in like one of those letters to the editor talking about the packaging and the recyclability. And when they wrote back to this writer, this uh, reader, they talked about the fact of, you know, the labeling of packaging requirements are extensive rules that try to be intended to keep cannabis away from children. That's one of the initial things. But then the fact of the matter is, was oh, the level of different things can be done that are not, they might be biodegradable or not recyclable. Like for instance, if you wanted to use hemp plastic, you know, isn't not that biodegradable, but it shouldn't contribute to landfills in the long run. Plastic bottles, aluminum tins, glass jars can be recycled. Cardboard containers, mylar bags that are being used in the dispensaries aren't recyclable. There's like all these different rules to go by. But now, segueing into what you're talking about, when it comes to the packaging system you have right now, when I go to the website, it's n letter n two number two pack dot com. And you talk about now that you're creating, you know, first of all, you're creating lids that are meeting federal safety standard regulations, tested and certified both child resistant and CR accessible. You're also uh, using a patent process now to using nitrogen to eliminate the enemies of freshness, light and oxygen hermetically sealing cannabis in a food grade container. You're also using products that are sourced made from recycled or recyclable materials. And 75% 75 of those products being done in North America, reducing carbon footprint. Take me into the actual packaging materials that you're creating. Yeah, so it is certainly a unique way of doing things. Uh, the nitrogen itself is is kind of the bread and butter of, of what we do and what sets us apart from a lot of other packaging available. 
uh, ensuring freshness of product um, is really kind of the, the standard that brings people to us. But I think a large part of what what a lot of people are also drawn to is that sustainability aspect. Cannabis as a whole, a lot of companies are very much involved and, and they want to do the right thing. Uh, the, the job of our end as a packaging supplier is to provide a quality product that is sustainable as possible, meets regulations and safety standards, um, and is, is also not priced out of the market, which is where I think we start to see some of the issues with some of the hemp plastics, which by all means I am a massive supporter and proponent of. Um, but the infrastructure for manufacturing of these biodegradable uh, plant-based plastics just isn't quite at a, a breakover point that that makes it profitable. And I think that's one of the key missions that we're trying to help drive and that the industry should help drive is, is helping to facilitate the infrastructure for more um, biodegradable bioplastics in the future. Um, but what we have available in the market right now is a very sustainable option um, that does provide added benefits and profitability for producers um, and is commercially viable today. So we're excited about where we are, but we're also very excited about where we're taking things and our, our future sustainability initiatives. And so I want to get back into the part of the nitrogen process and you know for your team they've actually mentioned the point about how with nitrogen it that is preserving the balance of moisture and weight of the product remove the ambient oxygen and moisture in the container really is to avoid you know any immediate degradation of the product within and then you're also using tabs pool tabs and child resistant senior friendly litter apparatuses that combine compliance with accessibility and of the passage you hold in the U.S., Canada, and other countries for locking and connecting mechanisms, it's, it helps the actual lid adherence to the can. So you're putting so much into this. I mean, there's a, there's one part of the compliance that is understood and cognizant of in the cultivation process, which is the part of the compliance everybody thinks about. But there are not a lot of people that think about the fact that once it gets into the customer's hands, um, yeah, and there's certainly been an aggressive approach to staying within compliance. Um, and, you know, for a lot of years, it actually made our approach made doing business a little more challenging in, in certain markets because we've done our best to try and stay ahead of compliance and where compliance is going. So we're child, like you've mentioned, we're child resistant, senior friendly. Uh, we have tamper evident pull tabs. Um, we're also comply with opaque packaging standards, but do allow, uh, within that, um, opaque packaging standards as it sits on the shelf, uh, still can allow for viewing of the product, utilizing our clear pull tabs without ever breaking that tamper evidence seal. Um, so as the industry's matured and more regulations around sustainability, more regulations around child resistant, uh, per package. Uh, and regulations also around opaque packaging, uh, we've started seeing a lot more interest from the market. And we feel that as the industry grows, that that's the direction it's going to go. And so partnering with 
uh, N2 is in all likelihood going to lead to a lot less headache down the road because you'll be ahead of where compliance is going to go. Um, and in addition to that, it's it's really taking care of your brand reputation by providing a higher quality product that protects the integrity um, of the well-cultivated product you put inside it. So producers put a lot of dedication, a lot of love, a lot of time, a lot of money into cultivating these high-end sought-after strains of cannabis. Um, you go and throw that high-dollar product into a low-dollar packaging that doesn't account for um, the degradation from oxygen or degradation due to UV light exposure, and the, the product that your end user, your customer opens is nowhere near reminiscent of the high quality product that went into it if attention isn't paid to the packaging that you're using in the first place. So that's what we try and do is, is try and help our partners um, to ensure that their investment in the cultivation end of the process is well protected and their reputation with their customers uh, is well protected as well. Now, one other thing I got to make mention of is that there are a lot of commitments to organizations that N2 has been making with the likes of the Sustainable Cannabis Coalition, Sustainable Packaging Technology Group, and ASTM. We're talking about ASTM 37 here on various programs here on the network, NCAA's Cannabis Industry Voice, uh, to make mention. With all these standards, there's all these different people that go and say, well, we need to fit this standard and this standard and this standard. Certificate of analysis, GMP, you know, uh, hemp seal of approval, all these different things that are going on without the actual implementation from the FDA or from any other, you know, any of federal cannabis control board, if you will. Uh, we don't have that here in the state. So what is the best rule of thumb in order to be able to have the best, why it is that you're making the commitments made to various standardization organizations plus the other compliance sports like what is it about n2 that they, they they can give that solid peace of mind assurance that everything is above board and that there's not any one entity that can say that what your packaging does is not totally and completely compliant and sustainable well i i certainly understand uh the track you're going down here and and i think for any one of us to try and pinpoint exactly what federal legislation around packaging for cannabis will be when it finally eventually does happen, um, it would be challenging for anyone to say. It is a bit of a guess. What we've tried to do is be a part of the conversation. Um, so these third-party packaging standard regulators who are working towards um, uh being a part of the conversation uh, when it comes to state and federal, hopefully eventual federal legislation, that some of them will have a seat at the table when it comes to that. But what we feel is in all likelihood, uh, the, the most likely um, course of action, it would be that cannabis will have regulations very similar to food packaging and pharmaceutical packaging. I think one of the really um, points that we have to, to stand on when it says, hey, 
you know, we might not be able to guarantee exactly what federal legislation will be when it eventually does come. There are uh, plenty of other countries in the world who have uh, moved forward with federal legislation around cannabis, and they have issued their um, compliance around cannabis packaging. And many of these countries tend to be a lot more restrictive when it comes to allowable materials in packaging for cannabis and beyond. So Canada, for example, um, is in all honesty, pretty regulation heavy when it comes to about anything. And especially with cannabis packaging, we have a multitude of packaging partners, both in the medical and in the recreational market in Canada, utilizing our packaging right now. Um, and right now we are also additionally moving forward with a partnership with a, a, what will in all likelihood be the largest producer of cannabis medically uh, in the Israeli market, which has an extremely strict um, packaging and regulations around cannabis packaging. Um, and we're working towards finalization and getting our products into the market there. So we can't make any guarantees about what the United States will do when federal legislation comes. But given the fact that we are already approved in much uh, historically stricter markets, I, I feel like that is should provide some assurance to our current customers and, and hopeful new packaging partners. Thanks for making time again to go and tell us all about this because it, it's just compliance is going to continue to be the on going discussion it will, it will never stop and even from this end where you're actually you're controlling the fact that how you're giving a patented packaging process from the cultivation end and getting it into the customer's hands crucially important and i really appreciate you taking time out again i'm here with nicholas weeks vp of sales service and operations for n2 packaging systems the website is n number two the letter n the number two pack.com nicholas thanks for being on with us Absolutely. It was great to be here. I appreciate you having me. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.